Zoolite.space is a radio drama, monologues, and stories for the modern listener. Tonight on Zoolite.space, all of Adam Sandler's movies. Not all. Reviewed. All that were not released before January 1st of 2016. All that were not released... Before January 1st, 2016. So, so no do-over and no Sandy Wetzler. This is this is going to be some light <laughs> editing on my part, so let me get right to our guest tonight. This is, and I say this like not even, this isn't a joke or anything. I am with the preeminent Adam, Adam Sandler film scholar, Harrison Kantak. Hello, everybody. Good evening, Harrison. What we're going to do, the way we're going to do this is I have two windows open. I have Adam Sandler's IMDb. All right. We're going to go in chronological order. We're just hitting movies. Oh, we're not doing how I watched them. I did not watch them. Oh, what is the... All right, Harrison has notes. <laughs> what? So this is the order that you watch them? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm doing chronological and then you're going to find... Okay, that's okay. fine. That's cool. You, you really have watched... Oh, yeah. oh my God. You watched thirty one. Okay, 30, all right. It was uh, it was titled Thirty One Days of Sandler. Hold on one second before Sandler we get Claus. before we get into that because I will I do want to figure out why you are the preeminent and you are but so what we're gonna do I got two windows open we got the IMDb I'm gonna go chronological okay and then I've also got and we're just gonna you know go through his movies there's usually a one sentence IMDb um, description because I do not I'm gonna be surprised maybe I've seen seven. Uh, maybe not. I'm not a big. A lot of them are a TV on heavy replay. Okay, maybe I've so, seen more. And then I've also got up the um, Rotten Tomatoes as well, which will so we'll cross reference that just to get an idea of what the critics thought. Good, uh, funny thing is, last night I was doing research to be prepared. Yeah, uh, I don't want to look like a fool. Mm-hmm. Um, did not do the Rotten Tomatoes at all. So these are all surprises. Okay, good. Yeah, so, so Rotten Tomatoes, 100 is a perfect score. Right. Zero, I don't think We're not going to see 100. Yeah, okay. We're, we might get a hard 80. So anything over 50, I think, is... is uh, Okay. What do they call it, though? There's like a verbiage. Uh, not rotten. Anything under 50 is rotten. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we'll see where we go. And Yeah. All right. How did this... Happened. How did you become the preeminent Adam Sandler film scholar? Uh, so one night and uh, almost two years ago, um, me and my roommate Ryan were hanging out, and for some reason we got on the subject of Adam Sandler, and <clears throat> he. <clears throat> sorry. It's okay. Uh, I, get I, know cho- I get a little choked up. <laughs> I know when, this is an emotional subject. Uh, I finally get to unleash the beast um, of the Sandman onto the world. <laughs> Harrison has more notes than he ever took in school, right in front of him. Yeah, no, that I guarantee. Pretty, pretty fair. You yeah. and all right, you and this buddy, you're talking about Adam Sandler. Okay, but that happens. We were talking about Adam Sandler. Yeah. Where I mean, did you take it? Uh, well, he actually took it to. Oh, I'm going to go on to the internet and see how many films Adam Sandler has done. We were just in some weird, pretty drunk debate yeah. about how many Adam Sandler films have been produced. Yeah. 
And we found out that at that time he was the star, and that is uh, had to put a hard line on that. There was no airheads, right? Because he was third banana on that. Yep. it was a Brenda Fraser vehicle. That was absolutely a Brenda Fraser yeah. vehicle. Yeah, that, won't be brought up tonight. Yeah, that won't be brought. Up. Great movie. Coneheads, not going to be brought up. No. It's a Dan Aykroyd number. He's like a big character. Um, Dog Police. I don't know Dog Police. Dog Police. I was actually going to say make you watch this before we started I'm doing so this. glad I didn't do any of this I research. did this for January 1st. I did a little cherry on the Sunday. <laughs> um, Dog Police is a failed, I wonder why, pilot Adam Sandler did. Right after he got done on that hot, hot success of the Cosby Show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right before SNL, where it was basically you took three McGruff costumes. Yeah. Burned them with a torch, and then it was just detective dogs. <laughs> and he played a car thief. So how all right? So how many movies had he had at this point? He had thirty one, and we were closing in on December. Yep. Which, if you look at a calendar, has thirty one days. It does yeah, indeed. So, this has been a very long time. This is like two or three hours. Yeah. Of debating this, and he bet me that I cannot watch one out of Sandler film a day for, for thirty one days. For five dollars, <laughs> <laughs> which I still haven't gotten. <laughs> and you did it. And I, uh, how many of these did you watch alone? A lot. <laughs> um, I said that as we put that down in my notes. Uh, I say probably sixty percent. Okay. All right. So you'd get home from work and you'd watch an Adam Sandler movie every... And at any point, are you fast-forwarding for through 30 minutes of it? No. The only ones were... <clears throat> um, That's My Boy. That was day eight. Okay. And Grown Ups 2 was day 23. Okay. Those I had to watch on TV. Okay. But I recorded them on a DVR. So I was just fast-forwarding through commercials. Okay. All right. So yeah, so as so I'm gonna go through them chronologically. I do not know his catalog like you, so I may accidentally say somewhere it's not a vehicle, you know, okay. especially in the beginning. You can just tell me. I mean, and you can let me know what day it was of the 31 days. All right. Give me a quick little thing here. Um, so his first. This is such a fucking stupid idea. <laughs> no, it's you. Oh, what? That, no, that's what I should have said two years oh, ago. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, this doesn't happen. No, this is this is finally the fruit of your labors. This idea right here. I mean, telling the world about it is because you were alone again. I mean, I I want to paint a picture. You were alone, like yeah, watching and also you didn't even have to do it. Like you could have just said, "I did it." Well, I also um, to avoid that question took a picture <laughs> of the Adam, like just a still shot. And cat like made her sell towels around and get like a funny little thing. Yeah. Can we have one of those for the picture for this episode? Oh yeah, I got okay. it. Yeah. There's thirty one of them. <laughs> we'll cycle them. Actually there's thirty. Um Eight Crazy Nights, the animated feature could not find. But I realized I uh posted it as on Facebook as a status mm-hmm. and not just like the picture. Right. Yeah. So Okay. 
All right, so the first, we're going to start here in 1989. Oh. Going overboard? Uh, Not an Adam Sandler vehicle? No, he was a big character. Okay. I would say. So, the... This I am not familiar with. So I'm just going to get, I just do want to... Just do the blur. I just do want to do the blur because a struggling young comedian takes a menial job on a cruise ship where he hopes for his big chance to make it in the world of cruise ship comedy. He is the writer, and I think he's the star along with Billy Bob Thornton. It's just lost to the annals of time. It's um, it's not really lost. He is... Uh, in the plot, the main character. Okay. He is a struggling comedian. Yep. But if I remember correctly, um, ah, jeez, I cannot think of this guy's name. I want to say Kurt Russell, but I know that's wrong. Billy Zane, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton is technically like the lead. Okay. All right. Well, the only other thing I want to note about this one is I said I'd be going to Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This one's good. This one says no score yet. So, going overboard, it's still... The critics are still processing it, this yeah, from 1989. Is it good? Is it bad? Well, I mean, uh, Cisco died, so we don't know. It has a 1.9 out of 10 on IMBD. So, IMBD has decided not... Not good. Okay, but, yeah. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, they're still working through that. Um, all right, so we do not need to go through, as we said, Coneheads, then... Uh, conehead, yeah, Coneheads, then Airheads. Two heads, that, that's kind of interesting. Uh, mixed nuts, probably mixed bit nuts. part, right? I mean, uh, never saw. It. I know it stars Steve Martin. And that's it's right. A holiday movie. Yeah. That's all I know. So then we're at 1995, where I know we can begin because this will be one of the ones I have. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. That was actually day 31. Day that 31. Was, you ended on a high note. Ended on one of the only good ones. Okay, um, Billy Madison. This is a problem, by the way, with. Rotten Tomatoes and comedy. Billy Madison has a 46 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's still a good film. I, it is. There's not going to be, like, when Wyatt's our age, he's not going to go to a video store, period, because they don't exist anymore, but he's never going to see a Criterion collection of Billy Madison. Uh, yeah, but let's... Let's just... What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. That's going to be a common theme in this. Like, I mean, that yeah. is that is one of the best clips in comedy, I think, ever. And actually, as I was listening to it there, it's a really good way to describe this whole thing you did. Yes, absolutely. Everyone is now dumber for you having watched 31 Adam Sandler movies. No, I'm dumber. Or is it just I, you? I was not a smart man before, but I am now a dullard. Okay. Anything else we need to say about Billy Madison? Bill and Madison's still good. Okay. Um, it comes on like TBS like once an hour. Somehow they they do a picture in picture where it's like the end, they just stack it upon each other. Yep. Like a double decker sandwich. Um, <laughs> that is pretty much all they have besides like reruns Big Bang Theory. 
<laughs> like that's it. That's that whole um, channel now. Some basketball, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Bill Madison's still good. Don't okay. worry, your childhood is not completely ruined. All right, yeah. good. Um, so, all right. Next, see up. the pro- the problem with doing this chronologically is. All the good ones are at the beginning. But that's right. But, and, but then it delves into me getting drunker. Yeah. And me maybe punching a hole through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I, I think that's the beauty of it. And just cursing my God. Yeah. Forever. Alright. Um so FYI to uh, all the listeners, this episode is uh, not safe for work. And it's also brought to you by uh, Sprite. <laughs> Sprite. Remember when we had Nas in the commercial after Illmatic came out? <laughs> Sprite, quench your thirst. All right, 1996. Don't worry about it. You're still in good shape. All you got to do is just tap it in. Just tap it in. Yeah, it is. I'm very surprised you did not go with the price is wrong, bitch. I, I should have probably gone with yeah. the price is wrong, uh, bitch. Post. But the tap it in, yeah. I think, it, is... That, that's a good one. I've heard people that are 19. Yeah. Doing the tap it in. And just going like, hey man, just tap it in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of gotten a weird place in the lexicon. My question about all right, so Rotten Tomatoes, Happy Gilmore, we're at a sixty. Very, all right. That very might high. be the. Um, that's why. Do you have a pen so I can keep track of these? Uh, yes, right it's here. right there. And I, I'll tell you, it's not the highest. I'm a spoiler that since I'm the one oh, looking at this, um, we're going to get higher even like quicker than you would think. But one thing I want to ask about Happy Gilmore because these are the two obviously that I know really well. I've seen them both a bunch of times. Happy Gilmore versus Billy Madison. What's the better movie? Ooh. Um, I think it's easy, but I'm going to let you. I think, in my opinion, I'm going to go with Happy Gilmore. Wow. I think it's Billy Madison. Easily. I think he kind of, because uh, obviously this is like his second feature. Um, I think he kind of figured out in Billy Madison what worked, what didn't. And this is more of like a... Uh, uh, after you do like market research for like a product, yeah, and he kind of became that. At this is the launching pad where I could say Sandler, which sounds like I'm saying a made up word, right? Go, oh, yeah, I'm saying happy go. Okay, I think Billy Madison, I really like Norm Macdonald and Billy Madison as like his dumb friend. Happy Gilmore is excellent though. So, what when did you watch Happy Gilmore? That was day 27. Day 27. Okay. I saved some highlights for myself at the end. I see how you did this, and I fucking bumped into the worst one on day 30. Ooh. That is late. That is way later. All right. Keep that. Uh, I'll keep that. My note just literally says, fuck all. <laughs> um, all right. This is where I might wake a child up. 1996. Uh, I'm not sure if this is an Adam Sandler vehicle. Bulletproof? Bulletproof is. It is indeed. Okay. Cam well, and Damon Wayans. Okay. So, so you already got a fucking prompt. Mm. Oh, do it. All right, here's our IMBD. I've never heard of this movie. Here's our IMBD. Not terrible. Uh, two criminals, Keats and Moses, in their friendship when Keats turns out to be an undercover cop. Which one is that? Is that Wayne? That's Wayne. Okay. Yeah. 
Years later, the two are forced to work together when Keats is assigned to protect Moses as a witness. Okay. Bulletproof is looking at an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. Bulletproof. Uh, that was day 14. And you said this is actually pretty good? It's pretty good. There is uh, one scene. And now keep in mind, this is the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. You can kind of get away with some uh, racier humor, and I assume this is a PG-13 film. Yeah, I, Bulletproof is... Because I, I know there's a couple... Uh, oh, no, it's an R. It's an R. Yeah, I'm surprised. Mm. Okay. He's not in a lot of R vehicles. Yes. But, of course, we're thinking of him now, presently. That's right, um, yeah. We'll get there. But, anytime I think of Bulletproof, I think of one thing. And it's where, uh, it's kind of like uh, that movie with Robert De Niro, uh, Midnight Run. Yep, yeah, yeah. So him and the other guy, the police agent, are like handcuffed together for the most part. That's pretty much bulletproof. Yeah. They're kind of trying to do a reboot of that. Okay, all right. Um, so the car breaks down, so they have to like check into this like cabin in the woods. And the only room available is the honeymoon suite. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> the two guys. Like, this and, was a big time. This time period, so this is 1998, um, or 96, actually. This is a good time for the gay jokes. That's yeah. like a big, oh. like... Oh, no, this, it gets better. Yeah. Um, so they're in the honeymoon suite. They're arguing, blah, blah, blah. And um, Adam Sandler tries to escape... He's on. He's not attached to Damon Wayans, so he like this is the time to leave. So he tries to leave out the uh, bathroom window. Okay. Damon Wayans catches him and he's trying to pull him in by his legs. It pans out. You see the. Uh, you're already introduced to him, the creepy kind of weird innkeeper. Yeah. And he's just doing some sit outside, like some maintenance, and all you see is. Uh, Adam Sandler halfway out a window getting punked uh, by Damon Wayans <laughs> and just screaming going ah that hurts that hurts <laughs> yep alright that was also Adam Sandler's first foray into um, action that's his first action film yeah okay, well, there we are get, guns will there be any other action I don't think of him as an action guy uh, well no okay not right. really so it's not just his first foray there's like bullshit action so, okay, all right. Yeah. But this is like, I know to die hard. This might be the longest break. So next, that was 96. Next is 98. I don't think he took another year off. That's a little surprising. But 1998, we have The Wedding Singer. Wedding Singer, uh, that was day 26. Okay. You did save the... I, Because I, I went through a lot of bullshit at the beginning to see if I could do it. Yeah. Um... I saved all the good ones for after Christmas, like a little Christmas treat to myself. Yep, that's nice. Um, Wedding Singer is still my favorite, and this will be a common, because there's a couple where he's paired with Drew Barrymore. Oh, that's not the only one? No. Uh, oh. So when they find, when Sandman finds something that works, he's going to do it again. He's, that's his M.O. Okay. That is. Because oh, Kevin James and him are like now, right? They. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that. Ooh. Wedding Singer has a 67 on Rotten Tomatoes, so this is the highest thus far. So that right. they think it's better than Happy Gilmore at a 60 and Billy Madison at a 46. I could not 
disagree of, more. Out of all this movie sucks. I could not disagree more. Out of all of these, if you were to call me over like, yo, you want to watch an Adam Sandler film, if you're a pick, that would be my pick. Is it funny? It's funny. Everyone Okay. Everyone in it does a great job. The second best Steve Buscemi cameo. <laughs> Uh, besides uh, the one in Happy Gilmore, yeah, or not Happy Gilmore, Billy Bill Madison. Madison. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, you would know, and like I would trust you if I was going over your house that I would watch the best Adam Sandler movie. I'm just surprised. I mean, I think of it. I think I saw it once. Thought it was a stupid rom com. Forgot about it. You gotta look at the finer details. All right. 1998, also 98. So this is a uh, he's doing two a year now, and this one. He's back to writing it. So I, I do want to mention that he wrote Billy Madison. He wrote Happy Gilmore. And now he's going to write again. This is uh, The Water Boy. The Water Boy. Uh, let me try to find that on my notes real quick. That's day 19. Uh, fun fact, this is the only note I have for it, is the highest grossing sports comedy. Really? That is straight off IMDb. Wow. Alright, it has a Rotten Tomatoes of 35, and and you're right, it's the highest grossing, wow. Alright, it had a budget of 20 million, its gross was 161,491,646 dollars. This is why he gets to... Dude, what the... Do what Fuck he does. He uh, I never saw this one. Did I miss it? Really? Yeah, I never saw it. Oh. I've got things to do. <laughs> Not this important. <laughs> Is it a good one? It's a good one. I like it. All right. Um, football. It's just Adam Sandler just talking a dumb accent. Okay. Uh, Kathy Bates plays his mom. Does a great job. Henry Winkler is a delusional football coach. The Fonz, okay. Uh, has a Roy Orbison tattoo on his ass. And okay. that's how he convinces Happy Gilmore to play football. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... I'm... Alright. I'm, I'm a little befuddled that you know... No, I've never about. seen it. We're we're getting into an area where I'm going to... I'm going to fall off. I mean... Our next one, same deal. I haven't seen it. So, 1999, we have Big Daddy. Big Daddy, that was day two. Day two. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Big Daddy has a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, doesn't hate it as much. Uh, I mean... What do I need to know about Big Daddy? Uh, Big Daddy, there's really not a lot. Um, John Stewart's in it. That's interesting. Okay, he he's a catalyst for the entire premise. Okay, but he's not really in it. Well, let me read the IMDb thing here because I actually don't even know what it's about. A lazy law school grad adopts a kid to impress his girlfriend, but everything doesn't go as planned, and he becomes the unlikely foster father. And the cover it looks like Adam Sandler and like a five year old are peeing outside. Yes, that is on a, a door. Scene. That's a scene. They're peeing on a door, it looks yeah. like? Okay. Uh, in that scene, the kid needs to pee. They go by a fancy restaurant. Hey, do you mind if my child goes in to use the restroom? And a very snooty waiter goes, no, customers only. He's like, alright, and they turn around the corner and just pee on the door. Um, this had a budget of $34 million. I don't know how, but okay. 
and it grossed one hundred and sixty-three million four hundred and seventy-nine thousand. This is gonna be a common theme when you is, get that money, Sandler envy. I wasn't even thinking that I would be looking at that stuff, but so far, like his opening weekends are twice what the budget you was. You gotta remember, this is nineties. All right, it's the nineties. Uh, You're right. We go back. We all got Tamagotchis. Some of this uh, has got to start changing as we get into the oh, mid thousand. Okay. It, well, no, not the boss office, but because oh. he's a straight to video guy now, isn't he? Well, no, he's got that deal with Netflix. All right. We done with that one? We good with it? I'm, yeah, sir. All right. I mean, we got thirty-one of these. That's right. Yeah, like it's through. not. Yeah. So right. like. The you next... want this to be a nine-part episode. That's fine. <laughs> I got all night. The next one, I've uh, never heard of. So this is 2000. Little Nicky? Is this an Alexander vehicle? Fun uh, fact about Little Nicky. I watched that in a theater with a gentleman that I do not remember his name. And that was the first time I smoked weed. Oh, wow. Okay. This is a lot of, a lot of relevance to your yeah. life. <laughs> uh, what what day is Little Nicky? Uh, that is day 21. Okay. The... IMBD says, after two of the devil's three sons escape hell to wreak havoc on earth, the devil must send his third son, the mild-mannered Nicky, to bring them back before it's too late. Jesus Christ, that sounds terrible. It is pretty terrible. All right, Rotten Tomatoes says that little Nicky is a 22. And again, he writes this one. Since we've started to look at him, I have to see if he made a shitload of money off Little Nicky, a movie I've never even fucking heard of. And um, here, no, here we're going to lose money for the first time. Budget of $85 million. Was there a lot of special effects? There were. There, I mean, you had, uh, there was like a 10-minute scene of Hell on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, Ozzy Osbourne is in this. And he okay. A, he's a... CGI bathead. <laughs> so, uh, Little Nicky only made forty minutes, so now he's lost money for the first time. And I just want to make a note: when you're on IMBD, it, there's a little Facebook thing on the right, and I have two friends that like Little Little Nicky. They've made it. Mm. Okay. Uh, unfriend them. Um, yeah. Well, you're one of them, so it would be the. <laughs> well, I just like anything this man does, apparently. <laughs> Because this is my doom. Um, yeah, Lil Nicky, uh, he may have lost money as far as how much it cost versus how much it made in the box office. Right. But this is actually a uh, watershed moment in the career of a damn Sandler. Yeah. Uh, because this is when he realized, oh shit, I can make more money doing advertisements inside my movies because half of the movie is based around how much he fucking loves Popeye's chicken. Really? Yeah. Like, it's a key fucking part. He gets demons to eat Popeye's chicken. Brilliant. So they don't attack him and his girlfriend. God, that's good. All right. Yeah. Oh, also Norman Donaldson in this again. I love Norman Donaldson. He's my uh, favorite comedian, by the way. And that's true. He it's plays serious. a demon who is cursed by Harvey Keitel, who is the devil. This is um, why this budget's so high. Yeah. Harvey Keitel, yeah, he Ozzy went, Osbourne. He, he, got, he got some big names. Yeah. That's it. Uh, he is cursed by a demon, or he's cursed by the devil, to uh, have boobs on his head. Oh, and also they sell a pineapple sideways up Hitler's ass. And Rodney Dangerfield's in it. <laughs> All right. Oh, fuck. So in the year 2001, 
this one's not going to be on your list because it's not a vehicle of his. But there's a couple of things I want to say about this. Is the animal? Yeah, that's like uh, that's a uh, Rob, Rob Schneider. Robbie Schneider. I got some notes about Rob. That's Schneider. what I wanted to hear. So, t- so this is a Rob Schneider vehicle. What what can you tell me about Rob Schneider? I can tell you this much: out of these thirty-one films, Rob Schneider was in twelve, which I thought was way more because I just associate the two of them together. Yeah, I think just, that's a really high number, but okay. Um, well, twelve out of thirty-one. I mean, you're close to half, but you're at what, like forty-three percent? Yeah, something like that. Out of these twelve, nine of uh, Rob Snyder's little bit parts are pretty fucking racist. <laughs> to put it soundly, um, I'm gonna try to just go over the ones we've already reviewed. Okay. Uh, Waterboy. And uh, Little Nicky, he plays the same guy. If you've seen Waterboy, you know the, you can do it, the little Cajun man. Okay. He does that at the same time. He also does that in a movie we have not touched on yet. I know it's coming up. Okay. It's the second highest grossing sports comedy. Wow. Yeah. Same man holds some reps. All right. Um, no. Yeah. I'm going to, to the show. Oh, he's also in Big Daddy as a Middle Eastern Chinese delivery man. So another racist role. Pretty much Adam Sandler's best friend in it too. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna turn the screen momentarily because this is the other thing I saw about the animal. See who it's written by. Thomas Brady. Tom Brady. TB12. TB12. That's how he never gets censored. It's because he's like he's cut you know, instead of pads, he just has all the unsold DVDs. Maybe that's why he went six in the draft because they were like, is he gonna be? A writer for Rob Schneider vehicles, <laughs> or a football player? Like we don't know. I also love the idea of Rob Schneider going to Tom Brady's house. He's hanging out with Giselle, <laughs> just like sipping some tea or whatever, and they're just like suiting the sit. All right. So in the other thing I want to mention in the animal, he is credited as Townie, and I see that you have Townie written down. Yeah. What? So why do you have Townie written down? Townie is written down as the Cajun man. Best known from Waterboy. Okay. You can do it. And this one, I've never seen the animal. Yeah, I, yeah, me either. No one has. <laughs> so apparently it's like a flipped favor. Like, so now yeah. Adam Sandler is going to be the townie in the animal because Snyder. Hey, everybody really loved it in Waterboy. Yeah. Hey, I'll come by. He does this in a lot of uh, his buddy films. I do want to get this out. I would love to have a friend that supported everyone as much as Adam Sandler supports his friends. Okay. That has to be the warmest feeling ever. This is going to be um, maybe the only, to me, actual enjoyable part of this episode. Adam Sandler's freaking out. Rest in peace right here. Yeah, Steve. Hey, Steve. This guy 
shut up. Happens. Will you shut up? Okay, sexy. Adam Sandler's pacing right now in a blue suit. Hello, sir. My name's Barry Egan. I called your service. Why don't you shut the fuck up? Oh, what's that? I said calm down and shut the fuck up. What's the problem? The problem is if you give me a chance to explain one of your employees, that girl who I was just speaking with, has been threatening me, and four blonde gentlemen just attacked me and smashed my car and hurt my girl. All right, go fuck yourself. That shit has nothing to do with me. All right, I run a legitimate business here. Listen to me. What's your name, sir? Answer me. What's your name, asshole? I'm Barry Egan. How do I know? You can be anybody. You're a bad person. You have no right taking people's confidence in your service. You understand me, sir? No, no, no. Shut up. Shut the fuck. You're all right to take. Shut up. Will you shut up? Shut up. Shut. 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 Shut up. Shut up. Now. Are you threatening me, Dick? What you? You go fuck yourself! sister has to borrow it because she's a huge family fan used to have a cross on oh it's in the family yeah it, it's in the dna okay um and i was like yeah sure no problem i haven't watched that since, since me and since i broke up and she had it for three years mm-hmm. never fucking watched it so it's still like a little slight yeah towards her uh punch up love Overall, good. I real. This is also the first time, or out of what we talked about now, uh, where Sandler's not doing the "What I do? Look at me!" fart joke yep. shit. He goes serious, and he does it really well. And if he kind of stuck with that in that time period, he would probably be considered a really fine actor. We wouldn't be having this conversation. No, not at all. Like. It, it just be like, yeah, I'm saying it was pretty good. I'm saying, yeah, he did the goofball yeah. movies, and then, he, but he this it's, it's reversed Nero. But this was not. This it, did not turn out to be a turning point. He would have been point. reversed Nero. Apparently, I'm gonna assume this did poorly at the box office because it was a little indie flip. I, well, so Punch Drunk Club has a 79 on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. I think that's pretty low. Um, let's look at box office. Well, currently, that's our high. I just, no, I mean, but for the movie, well, yeah, I just yeah. think it's it's just a fantastic movie. Um, yeah, so yeah, not not great at the box office. Yeah. The budget was twenty five million, opening weekend three hundred and sixty seven thousand. Okay, uh, so total seventeen million. So yeah, not a not a hit. So two years 
prior to this, he was making a movie for like thirty something dollars, yeah. thirty million dollars, not thirty dollars, and making eighty million and easy. And then he does his little art house project to be taken seriously, and it fails. So, in your eyes, I will ask you this: Put yourself in Sandman's shoes. Put put yourself in the Sandman sandals. <laughs> <laughs> You saw that. Mm-hmm. And then you're given like two scripts. Yep. One of these is going to be your next movie. Very serious plot. You know, you got to actually sow your chops. Or just say a bunch of dick jokes. Dick jokes have worked very well for you in the yeah, past. Yeah, I've the made a living here. The didn't really work out. Which one would you take? I understand. I mean, there's some actors, artists, you know, that care about their craft. Maybe they take that one. I mean, it's not like he's not hurting for money. I mean, he's, you know, at this point, he's made. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know how I would do it. What I'd like to say about Punch Drunk Love is what he does so well to me is. The neurotic character is well, so fucking well There's done. always something about Sandler that. You thought, like, underneath the humor, like, this guy is maybe, like, fucking pissed. He has, like, an edge, even, and, like, like just, I don't know, something about his face, the way he contorts himself. I always just thought, like, he looks like he could explode, like, at any moment. Right, okay. Yeah, and that. that's how he was in that movie. Like, he was just this repressed person with the sisters who berated him all the time. And, you know, there's that great scene where he smashes the glass in his sister's house. Oh, yeah. I had to decide whether to play that or or this scene. The reason I chose this one, of course, is because Philip Seymour Hoffman is uh, obviously, like, actually a good actor. And that part is just when he's just, shut the, shut the, shut, 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 shut. You know, like, I I love that that back and forth. But Punch Drunk Love is great. I also think that Punch Drunk Love is a good opportunity. We're going to take a break now. Because this is a... To me, this this is a you just just don't go fuck it. Harrison just finished a bottle of something, uh, so which is good because this is the right time for that. I, the reason I think we take a break is because this is a nice little demarcation line. As you said, he comes out with this, and now he has a choice to make. And in a minute, we're about to just find out. Two rows of birds in a yellow wood. Yes, um, he's going to I, go to the one oh, yeah. very well oh, traveled. All the leaves are crossed. <laughs> Alright, we're back. So, we've crossed over a line, and I think there will be another one a little bit later. Um, so, after Punch Drunk Love, which is what we just went over, the next one I've got, 2002, so same year, uh, Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds, that was day 25, that was Christmas Day. Oh, wow. And it's a Christmas movie, right? No. Oh, I thought it was. No. Okay, all right. Um, Mr. D is obviously a remake or reboot. Okay. Of uh, the dude from um, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, And Harvey. Jim Stewart? Jimmy Stewart? Jimmy Stewart. Okay. Um, so this is a this really is a there was already a Mr. Deeds before yeah oh okay all um, right not very well received uh, just like um, this one no this one was decently received okay all right I mean it's a sandwich look everyone loves Sandman Mr. Deeds he says it's your dreams right please tell me <laughs> please tell me he says it's your dreams too Mr. Deeds listeners no. at home 
Mr. Deeds has a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. I recall it being okay. Yeah, it's uh, not bad. It also, uh, checking my notes, has the same percentile of enjoyment as Little Nicky. Okay. Um, Mr. Deeds is really good. This is also another one I might hold a little parcel to because of the lead actress. Yep. Uh, there's three films during this that starred Drew Barrymore, who was one of my first like crosses. Yep. And one of my other first crosses was Renner and Ryder, who is sort of this. Absolutely one of my first two. And so, box office now, it's where he's made he's made the decision. And a uh, $50 million budget, but... 126 million. Yeah. Take this money all day. Yeah, so he's taking that money all day. Yeah. And uh, I love the only trivia, the only trivia on IMBD is this is the first Adam Sandler movie to co star John Turturro. Is there a second? Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, ridiculous Sis. God, I, this the is. The first of the Netflix Sandler. This is why I have the preeminent Adam Sandler film scholar on. Are you proud of me yet, Dad? <laughs> That's a rhetorical question. Anything else we need to know about Mr. Deeds? Uh, Mr. Deeds kind of sticks to the routine of slapstick comedy. Okay. Uh, just kind of atypical. Oh, you're Spanish, so you at you flamingo dance. Okay. Oh, um, you're rich, so you act like an asshole and want to screw everyone over like that. Just, okay. Playing the stereotypes, that's an obvious thing. But it works for Sandler. Alright, I've got, in IMBD here, I've got a weird run where I don't think they're his movies. These are all O2. So, Eight Crazy Nights? Eight Crazy Nights, that's day uh, 28. Jesus Christ, okay. Eight Crazy Nights is an animated film about Hanukkah. Oh, this is the one that you couldn't get the picture of. Yeah. Okay. Davy Stone, an alcoholic with a criminal record. That's like the beginning of uh, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> is, and it does deal with sports. <laughs> is sentenced to community service. Un- That's exactly the... Alright. Is sentenced to community service... Who are you talking to again? I know, but this is... That's the Mighty Ducks thing. Alright. Under the not, supervision... Not Speaking of Mighty... This is... I'm not even finishing my quote without... We need to do... A, a, a viewing and then a review of Mighty Ducks, but also Three Ninjas. Was that it? Little Ninjas? The three kid, Ninjas. The Kid three. Ninjas, you know? That, that also starred Rob Snyder. Yes. Or we could <laughs> just go to the beginning of Rob Snyder. If you look at Rob Snyder's IMDb, he's a minor character. That's yeah. all he can do. Yeah. That's all, that's all he knows. But there's some gold in there. In those first like five films, Just Dread, um, Demolition Day. Okay, oh, that's good. Down Periscope. Yeah. And then after that, it's like kind of bullshit. Uh, Home Alone 2. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah. So, Eight Crazy Nights, I don't need to finish the rest of that sentence. You get it. He's alcoholic, criminal record. I, I'm assuming he's going to become uh, he plays, awakened by this experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of singing. Oh, God. All right. Um, also, Sandler voices Robbie Stone, the main lead, and also uh, one of the more main minor characters, Whitey, who is a small midget man 
uh, who is a referee for the local youth basketball league, who no one respects in the town, even though he does a lot for the town. And by helping Whitey get his recognition, <laughs> Robbie Stone figures out, hey, maybe I don't need to keep on boozing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very powerful film. It's a holiday film. Holidays are coming up. I assume this comes out on Christmas. So, okay. Merry Christmas. This from a Jewish man. Oh, let me give the Rotten Tomatoes, and then I've got, oh, yeah, yeah, then yeah. I've got an IMBD uh, factoid. Rotten Tomatoes for Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights is a twelve. So yeah, that kind of fits. And oh, also oh, you have John Lovett singing. Okay, so God, that's what, that helps. That's what we all need. <laughs> I, I'm reading this trivia thing on IMBD and it's making me like it's making me wonder if there is another scholar out there because here is the trivia that someone uh, wrote Eleanor is seen eating a corn dog purchased from the ice rink cafe however upon inspection of the ice rink cafe menu corn dogs are not on the menu <laughs> like, <laughs> like who is fact checking oh. the fuck out of Eight Crazy Nights. The the best IMDb trivia I've ever seen was uh, the movie Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Where the Cubs. The Cubs. When thanks to Gary Busey and yeah. a 12 year old. Yeah. Um, Which is sort of how it happened last year. Pretty much, yeah. Chris Bryant kind of looks like a 12 year old yeah. with like a fake beard Chris, on him. But he is baseball Jesus. I will praise him all Theo right. could be Busey. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, well, John Lester. He's uh, kind of yeah. like he's, yeah. he's the pitcher, yeah. But, um, I don't know why, but I went on the IMDb for that and looked at the trivia and was like, oh yeah, so in this game versus the Pirates, it's supposed to be August, like uh, August night game, hot as shit still. But you can see everyone's breath this and Saturday, so this obviously means it was filmed sometime in November, <laughs> early January. Like, get a girlfriend. Or get a hobby that isn't re-watching Rookie of the Year and judging the weather in Chicago. That, yeah, I just found it, and it's also like two paragraphs of it. Yeah. I mean, like, this person is, like, going into just, like, crazy detail. All right. Like, okay. It's a very bored, I'm assuming, divorce meteorologist (laughs) from the Chicago area. It's just like, there's no way that's all it is. Thought this bullshit. Gonna expose you, Daniel Stern. All right. Uh, so that is one. Okay. Uh, next is a short. So this can't be on there, right? There's no shorts on there. A day with the meatball. No, that's um. So he, um. God, you know so. I do have a factoid about this. So okay. meatball, who played the dog in Little Nicky. Yep. Is Adam Sandler's personal dog. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. All right. Never seen it. All right. So next up, we've got. Well, he's uncredited in the hot chick. So there he is again with Snyder. Just, just Look a, at that. Yeah, just um, just a sneak voice actor in two thousand three. So I don't think it's gonna be on yours for Polly Shore's Dead. Uh no. no, I have seen that movie. It's not a good movie. Okay. Well, two thousand three. Now we are back to back to reality in anger management. Okay, this is the first one of the I might wake your child up screaming. 
What number? Start, when when did you watch it? You watched it fourth? Okay. And I almost quit. I almost just handed over $5 like, nope, not going to do this. Is that terrible? It, a, I don't like Jack Nicholson. No, I can't see My Jack. note is literally, fuck Jack Nicholson. Uh, okay, so Adam, so Rotten Tomatoes, it's a forty-three though. Like it's okay. Not... So I can I can agree with that in this sense of a lot of these movies you can kind of just sit and just two hours of just staring at images on a screen. Yeah. This one I legit like got involved in because it was the most like in like inane thing. And I was legitimately like pissed at a character. Yeah. A it doesn't help that it was Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Because I already didn't like him. Fought the Lakers go Celtics. Yeah, absolutely. And um, him just being a complete deranged asshole that made no sense even in a movie plot. Well, here's something. John Turturro is in this movie. That's the so, second John. Yeah, yeah. So John Turturro is. Oh yeah, because uh, a yeah. part of Adam Sandler's. Yeah, he plays the angry sports fan in the anger management group. Okay. Get it? <laughs> okay, I got it. Is there anything else we have to say about this fucking movie? I mean, Jesus Fuck Christ. that film, never watch it. All right. Um, now I have to make a Rotten Tomatoes count to get this down to where it needs to be, which is fucking zero. I've got a feeling that this one, this next one, which is, we are now in 2004. 2004 right. is the year that the Red Sox... Uh, broke the curse, right. as you know. Yes. Fifty first dates. Fifty first dates. Fucking love this movie. Yeah, because there's some Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. They're gonna redo the Wedding Singer, but this time. Also, um, this is another film with racist Rob Schneider. <laughs> Race, okay, racist Rob Schneider. Drew Barrymore. So he's on. All right, perfect. He's. But this is the only film where the racist Rob Schneider is asleep, not like a just little. Fucking woman and blurt and like, Bleh. so they have fifty first dates because she can't remember the dates. She was in a car accident um, before they met. She was in a car accident picking. Uh, this is based in Hawaii. Okay. So they were picking coconuts. Uh-huh. Her and her dad. There, some animal came across the road. He swore, hit a tree. Not to our memory, right? Okay. This is a 44. I don't agree with that. On Rotten Tomatoes. And it costs $75 million to make. How? But, oh. but, he made $120 million. So yeah, well, very, I mean, very successful. Not doing as well as he's been doing. With those like $30 million into one city. Okay. But. Alright, I don't. Got 51st it. Days is a real good movie. What number was it for you? Uh, that was number three. Number three, all right. So, All right, next up, we have... This is exhausting just to do this. <laughs> I can't actually imagine watching all of them. Okay, after 51st Dates, 2004, so same year, we have Spanglish. Spanglish, that was day seven. Day seven, okay. I've watched this movie a couple times, actually. Okay. So I, I know this one. All right. All I really, because this one, this one, the few nights that I had a guest. Yeah. It was my roommate, the same one that begged me to do this. Yep. And we got pissed drunk. Okay. Um, all I really remember about the plot is Adam Sandler plays a Seth. Yes. 
that had a five diamond restaurant. Yeah. And just wanted to get away from that shit because it's so much shit. High pressure. Also, uh, the guy that betted me this is a sub. Hmm. So he related hard to it. Yeah, he related hard to it. Um, and he's like married. He's got a couple kids. And they take this uh, Mexican woman and her child and as like a nanny situation but like the kid like the kid bonds with Adam Sandler's kids yeah he bonds with him there's like a flirty romance and the whole movie kind of leads to oh they're gonna oh he's just gonna fucking like abandon his family and date this he's and, gonna leave and, the family like Arnold Schwarzenegger style he's gonna yeah. leave the family for the housekeeper yeah and he doesn't spoilers alerts yeah, yeah. and Spanglish the title actually comes from, it's a combination of Spanish and English. Yeah. Because his family speaks English. Well, she speaks English too. Right. She does speak English as well, but she also speaks Spanish, so it's Spanglish. It's a combining of a very diverse film. Uh, so Spanglish has a very... I'm very, I'm very curious how... Very respectable 52. Okay. All Very right. respectable 52. I can deal with that. And um, a flop. So uh, 80 he's million. He's flop. This is also another like slightly serious. Slightly serious. Yep. He's not being a goofball. He'll, th- he'll throw a couple jokes in there, but it's not just like. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, yeah. A, it's a dramedy. And so 80 million budget, 42 million on the gross. So they're mm-hmm. losing losing cash right. on this one. That's um, what? Sandler's second loss money-wise? Second loss money-wise. So he's. But don't worry. Oh, he's got plenty. Because he's going to... What happens when you see these losses is he comes back with a vengeance momentarily. You know, for like a run. He goes on a run of shit. Next up is another remake, I believe, from 2005, The Longest Yard. Longest Yard is a remake. Okay. uh, Originally starring Burt Reynolds. This is the second highest growing sports comedy. She's... Adam Sandler stars in the first and second highest yeah. grossing sports comedy. Okay. Um, I've seen the original. I have not seen this one. This. Oh, Chris Rock is in it. Yeah, there's a shit ton of cameos. Oh, Michael Irvin. Mike Irvin is like main dude. Chris Rock's main dude. Corey Nelly. Nelly's a main dude. Chris Berman. Wow. Saying the famous line, uh, look at that little maggot run. Yep. Because Nelly's. No, he was the running back. His name was Maggot. Have you ever heard the I'm with Leather story for Chris Berman? No. Chris Berman was at a bar in Connecticut. Like, you know, ESPN is in Connecticut. Right. And, yep, just chilling. And there's um, a girl, a woman in like a leather jacket or something. And Chris Berman is at one end of the bar, apparently, drinking all night. And this woman is with a man. And... I guess slyly, Berman has been buying her drinks like throughout the night, and like, like, hey, that's in her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so at the end of the night, he goes over and he says to the man, "I'm with leather," and like leaves with the girl. That's fucking smooth as it. I'm with leather. I got another one kind of like that. No, uh, and this this thing because we're talking about the longest yard. Originally starred Burt Reynolds. Yep. Know what one of his best friends in college was? Hold on. Fucking Lee Corso. Lee Corso, really? And Lee Corso used to get the fucking cast-offs from Burt Reynolds. Which is not a bad life. Well, if you're the (laughs) cast-off, that's fucking terrible. It's a bad life to be a Lee Corso. Oh, shit. I'm going to get with Smokey, 
Nope. You get oh. Lee Corso. Welcome right. to the real world. So, Longest Yard, pretty decent. Uh, obviously, a remake. Um, $82 million budget, but made $160 million. So, he's back. Great cameos. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan like I am, you got Greg Holly, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, and like you said, Michael Irvin's in there, Nelly. Like, this is like the fucking I got to get back. Burt Reynolds is in it. Tracy Morgan. This is also um, the third. This is Rob Snyder's trilogy of the townie character. Brian Bosworth. Brian Bosworth's in it. Who uh, I was fucking neck deep in the IMDb for this last night. (laughs) Fun trivia. And you'll find it right there that Brian Bosworth in a scene has to tackle Burt Reynolds. And they were like, oh, we got a stunt number. Don't worry. He's like, no, I got one more run left in me. And Brian Bosworth thanked him <laughs> for the privilege of tackling Burt Reynolds. That's incredible. So, and also, um, Brian Bosworth is the only NFL player in that. Yeah. Whose jersey number in the movie wasn't his NFL number. He wore his college number. That is just yeah a ton of good info. Also, the the. <laughs> The sports writers, Peter King, Adam Schefter, Jay Glazer. Oh, Glaze was on there? Glaze was in it, yeah. And there was one other I saw here. Big Boy makes an appearance. Dan Patrick, Jim Rome, and Rob Schneider. Yeah, Rob Schneider does the talent again. Okay. All right, so that's The Longest Yard. And then we are at... Well, uncredited. I, I, this has become a theme, but yeah. Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Yeah, so again, a, yeah. Rob Schneider flick. I can't believe he does this. Okay. 2006. I believe in that one he played a bongo man. I think that is <sighs> technically the character name. Okay. You Two, don't have to check it. I'm not going to. Okay, thank you. 2006, we have Click. All right, Click. What number was this? That was day nine. Day nine. You've got some notes next to that. What is... Click is uh, RS, if you, oh. when you're looking at these notes, or Racist Rob Snyder. Okay, so Racist Rob Snyder's in Click. Um, and to be honest, yeah, I'm, a little, I'm struggling a little bit to remember the Racist Rob Snyder. It's okay. Because it just becomes a medley. Yeah, it, um, exactly. Rob Snyder's a theme of this one. Click, is Click good? I don't know Click. Click is, so, it's the atypical, it's the, like, Adam Sandler film written for Adam Sandler by Adam Sandler mm-hmm. um, where he's like a married man uh, wife two kids and he just whistles he has oh now I remember the re- Rob Snyder plays Prince Hababibu <laughs> who um, <laughs> is uh, Saudi Arabia yeah big Obvious plaster nose on his face, and it's just him yelling about how no one can pronounce his name to Adam Sandler and David Hasselhoff. Oh my god, that's I incredible! I fucking hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> Click has a 32. 32 that's uh for this universe, the Sandler verse. Um, it is pretty respectable. A uh, workaholic architect finds a universal remote. Just like Dale. That allows him. See, I'm tying it. To fast forward 
and rewind different parts of his life. There's a great scene where he accidentally hits the remote when he's about to make love to his wife, and it fast-forwards it, and that's where he realizes that maybe the remote's a curse given to him by Christopher fucking Walken. I was just going to go over the cast because I'm very surprised. Christopher Walken, obviously a big deal. And then back to the Vons. Henry Winkler, once oh, yeah. again. Uh, you will see movie. a running theme of like people, incredible fucking actors. Yeah. Um, Winkler returns a lot. Uh, Walken. Now, budget, $70 million. USA gross, $140 million. So big hit. But also in the trivia... This is Adam Sandler's highest grossing film at the international box office. So Because of Prince Ababibu. Prince Ababibu was a huge hit. Oh, they he killed it. Okay. Killed it. Alright, next in 2007 is one I know a little bit about, although I haven't seen it. Rain Over Me. Rain Over Me. So this one I was very excited for. Yeah. Because I all of these. This is his 9-11 vehicle. This is the... Uh, if. If you're watching Stranger Things on nine TVs, yeah. Somehow there's a lot. I put that up. <laughs> that was supposed to be a real joint joke. It's trying to tie it in. Just watch the Stranger Things now. Um, I was really excited to see this. Don Cheadle, Adam Sandler, another serious role. Yep. Um, to give the plot a little, um, a little muster. Adam Sandler lost his entire family in 9-11. Okay. That's pretty much how the movie starts. It's pretty fucking dark. So is it, it's not a comedy at all? There's like there's like comedic parts like... Oh, uh, chuckle. Like, so you have seen this one? Yes, yes, yes. What number is it on there? This is number 17 before... Uh, one we're gonna come up to So what soon. was your regret about this one then? Is that... So I had always wanted to see it. Okay, all right, like legit, well, yeah. Because like after like we were talking about earlier, Punch Drunk Love, he did yep. a really good job in the serious role. Yep. This is first like serious role, like oh fuck, he's gonna kill. Hey, he just had hair like me. Yep. Collected records like me. Oh, cool. Okay. And played all he wanted to do was play Saturdays of the Colossus. Yeah. That's fucking it, and he brought Don Cheadle into this world. And it just wasn't that well written. You can oh, really? kind of, yeah. kind of tell Don Cheadle like halfway through regretted agreeing okay. to this. Alright. Because Don Cheadle's a fine actor. He'll just fucking commit. This is just kind of like, yeah, I, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Alright, I, uh, 2007 also. What, what's the percentage? Oh, yeah. Jeez. Um, I'm, I'm not doing failing this completely on this. Rain Over Me has a 64. So, obviously the... Uh, folks like to I'm gonna guess it's a box office failure. Let's go yeah. see. Uh, well, it's a sandwich dramatic. So. Exactly. So he's going to come, and it is indeed. So he spent twenty million, only made nineteen. So he's gonna lose money here. Uh, well, uh, wait, he only spent twenty million. Yep, only twenty million. It's an indie. He only lost a million. That's not. I, I know, but in Adam Sandler fashion, as I'm looking at what's happening next, he's going to. Oh, he's going back to further. If he fucking loses a dollar, <laughs> he will punish America, and he's about to do that. 2007. I'm now pronounce you Chuck oh, and Larry. Mm, I was hoping it was that. 
Because, hey, dear God, if you're listening to this, please read that read that fucking Wikipedia description of this movie. Because it's way better than the fucking movie. Okay. I don't know anything about this movie. I'm going to read the Wikipedia. The plot description? Is that... Read... Yeah, the plot description. Okay. It's like five paragraphs. Like, I don't know. This is going kind of long. Also, oh this is God. day five. Okay, yeah. This yeah. is... I'm going to read do the, the blurb. Uh, read I'm, the blurb. I'm going to read the blurb. Yeah. Uh, but two, to the listener at home, do yes, yourself a favor. You do the homework. Save the fucking two hours. I'm not going to read you this, but go read. Here's just the blurb. Two straight, single Brooklyn firefighters pretend to be a gay couple in order to receive domestic partner benefits. Yep. So this is a direct reaction to the legalization of gay marriage? Uh, and they, it's yeah. like a funny... How was this not offensive as fuck? uh, It was there, actually, if you can pull up the Wikipedia page. Okay. For it. Is there a controversy section? Controversy. Go into the reviews, yes. There is some gold in that mine. Can I just read these controversies? Because one of them touches... They're they're so good. One of them touches on a theme throughout this. But first, according to Alexander Payne, the writer of an initial draft of the film... Sandler took many liberties with his screenplay, sanderizing it, sanderizing the film in his own words. At some point, he did not want his name attached to the project. That's not really that interesting, but this is. Critics have also said the character played by Rob Schneider is a racist caricature, and he was also criticized for donning yellow face. This is the quintessential, the creme de la creme of the racist Snyder, the Rass Snyder. He plays the Asian minister. Now, in your mind, or on your computer, look at a picture of Rob Snyder. Yeah. Just period. Yeah, yeah. And then just try to, like, in your brain, Photoshop him to be Asian. It felt, it looked like a drunk college kid forgot there was a Halloween party at his frat house, and he just slapped together some shit. <laughs> There's buck teeth. There's a couple things. There are fucking buck teeth in that. <laughs> so glad the Gay and Lesbian Alliance against Oh, defamation. gee, I wonder what they would be mad about. I'm a little surprised, movie. though, because yeah. their quote is, the movie has some of the expected stereotypes, but in its own disarming way, it's a call for equality and respect. So they are saying he handled it okay. Oh, shit. Okay, that actually fucking... That was a curveball. This is an extremely important movie in this run. Because Kevin James is now brought in. Kev Jim, as I call him. Okay. He's now brought in. And also just fucking Paul Blart. <laughs> He's now brought. Paul, Paul Blart, the mall cop, is now brought into the Adam Sandler universe. And this will be, spoiler alert, this isn't going to be his one and only. Oh, no. Okay. Mm, no. Mm, no. Also, Dan oh. Aykroyd, Jessica Biel, Steve Buscemi. Kind of just hangs. So for Rotten Tomatoes, we have got a 14. The country, however, loved it. 85 million budget, high budget, but a lot of stars. Kevin James didn't cheat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and also, this is like. They had to obviously rent out a firehouse in like firehouses, downtown New York. Yeah, yeah. Like. You gotta factor that into the budget. But made 120 million, so he is back with a vengeance. He made rain he's over good, me. He's good. He's good. And his next is he lost one million. He made like 38. Yeah. Okay, so next one is I don't know if this is one of his vehicles. We'll find out here. 
2008, you don't mess with the Zohan? Yes, this is. It is. Okay, all this right. This is day 13. Day 13. Another racist Ralph Snyder character. Another racist Ralph Snyder. Every character in this is racist because Adam Sandler plays a... Um, t- trying to remember the country. All right, so well, here's Middle the... Middle Eastern. Yeah, here's the, the blurb is... An Israeli special forces Israeli. soldier fakes his death so he can reemerge in New York City as a hairstylist. That's also, uh, guess who's the villain in this? John Torello. John Turturro. Turturro. is great. John <laughs> Turturro, you're right. So John Turturro, I made fun of that earlier because I was like, yeah, why? This is the first one? It's got, okay, apparently he's an no, author. No, no, no. He just kind of, he's, once again, you get something. It's like a black hole. Rob Schneider's character's name is Selim. So clearly yeah. he's... Um, he sells beepers. Race. Okay, yeah. Uh, and also, Dave. Oh, Ma- no, no, no. Shit. I fucked him. I confused that. I am so sorry. I apologize. <laughs> He's a cab driver, okay. which is way more racist. Does he sell beepers in one, and that's why you messed it up? Uh, no, he's just like a very okay, like right. ethnic cab driver. Dave Matthews is in this movie. Yeah, that, uh, he's not the last appearance we're going to see. Really? No. Oh my god! Everyone gets something. I've been a seven. All right, this is like a background. He made ten million. He made made ten overall. Budgeted ninety, gross of a hundred, and our number for you don't mess with the Zohan is thirty-eight. So people don't seem to hate it. Did you hate it? Um, I hated it for one reason. Okay. Um, Is because I had not gotten a haircut in a while. Okay. And I. Had some weird epiphany where I realized I look exactly like Adam Sandler because you don't mess with the Zohan. <laughs> so to anyone listening um, who does not know me and has never seen my face, just do that. Just yeah. look at that poster of him doing a kickflip with a fucking hairdryer in his hand, <laughs> and that's that's me. All right, so. Uh, don't let, don't mess with me. We're gonna do one more, then take a break. I don't even actually know if this is one. Bedtime stories. Yep. Oh, okay. Yes, it is. And this um, one. Bedtime stories. Uh, once again, we check out that Rob Schneider races. Jesus, it's insane. Yeah. All right, a hotel handyman's life changes when the lavish bedtime stories he tells his niece and nephew start to become magically is true. Niece. <laughs> he tells his niece and nephew start to magically come true. That sounds sweet, actually. It's, 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 um, this is also another more of a sad moment in the same man's career of more family driven. More family driven. Yeah, we're down to PG. Almost all of them have been PG-13. Yeah. Now we're down to PG. This one has a CGI hamster. Oh my god. Um, and also it rains uh, gumballs or some stupid fucking candy. It's 25. 25. I would actually so okay. From so. here on out, now that you've got a base, I will be asking you to guess because now you've got on your page, you're taking notes. Yeah, yeah, I'll be asking you to guess the number. So twenty five. What would you have guessed? Well, see, here's the thing. On my notes, day fourteen was bulletproof, which got eight percent. Yeah. Day fifteen is bedtime stories, which got twenty five percent. Yeah. I was just flip those. You flip them too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I flipped them so hard. Again, like fucking pancakes. Again, he makes a hundred million on this movie, and that is a good time to take a break because we're going to next hit up what I think is another one of those lines. You know, so he ma- no, not yet. Oh, so he made. Let's just get, go back for a second and reset. He makes 
Um, a bunch of, you know, pretty silly movies. They get progressively dumber. Then he does Punch Drunk Love. And after Punch Drunk Love in 2002, he comes back with a vengeance to make absolute shit. Then Spanglish kind of makes this again serious. Loses money. So he's lost money on these two. Comes back with a vengeance to just fuck you up. And then, again, reign over me. So he's going to try serious. Now he comes back with a vengeance. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. You don't mess with the Zohan. Bedtime stories. Uh, and then now, in a moment, he's going to try again for that serious role. And we'll be back in just a second. Okay, so this is just me, our, our film aficionado, our Adam Sandler scholar, is outside drinking a natty light, as he calls it. And so we think this is a good breaking point to break up these two episodes obviously this gone pretty long so um we have finished here with bedtime stories uh in 2008 and now uh when you listen to episode two of this we'll start off with 2009 and funny people um yeah hope you're enjoying it